guys, welcome in, and it's yours truly, Hoovy Hoov, also known as Hoovy, whatever you guys want to call me. I just want to go over a couple things today. Um, today was a very inspirational day. It depends on the day that you guys want to come in here and do your thing, but every day that you're striving and thriving towards your goal, it's important to know that there's any type of day that you may have. It could be a good day or a bad day. It could be a stressful day or a very at ease day. It could be a melancholy kind of free flowing day. It could be a very excruciating stressful kind of day. It could be a very wacky kind of day. It had a lot of ups and a lot of downs and kind of met in the middle. But ultimately, what's going to happen is you're going to think about your craft and what you do whether it's um, podcasting or you are a singer or you have a side business that you run or um, uh, you're a public speaker, you're a book writer, you are a religious, uh, it just, there's so many different things. But the important thing to take from this is that no matter what you're doing, just know that Every day that you come out and you bring your value to the table, just know that, you know, no, just know why you started, you know, know why you're there. Remember what got you going in the first place. Remember why you're there. And if you have to write it down, that always helps. I like to write it down and look at it every day. And what I mean by that is my goals. I like to write down my goals, my aspirations. I like to look at it every day. I like to kind of recap it um, every single day until it becomes a part of everything that I know. So today, I wanted to go over a very interesting book. This book has um, changed millions of lives. It was a number one New York Times bestseller. It was also a number one USA Today bestseller. Um, this, uh, this, this song, this book is called The Millionaire Messenger. Subtitle, Make a Difference and a Fortune Sharing Your Advice. And the book was written by Brendan Burchard. And what I love about this book and it actually says in the beginning of the book, he actually dedicates this book to his dad, Mel Burchard. And he says in the quote before you even begin the book, it says, Be yourself. Be honest. Do your best. Take care of your family. Treat people with respect. Be a good citizen and follow your dreams. And then the book begins. What a great quote to start off the book. But the reason I wanted to go over this book today is because I think a lot of people can relate to some of the information in here. So I kind of want to start with um, the beginning where he says, the expert industry is a caring community of people who share their advice and knowledge with the world and they get paid for it. These are the people you see on television and online sharing advice on how to improve your life or grow your business. They are ordinary people who have packaged their success, research, or life story into advice for others and thus have become experts on a given topic. 
whether it is how to be a better parent, start a business, succeed at work, live with more passion, or any other topic. They are servants of wisdom, and they inspire all of us with what they know. He goes on later to say, These experts, again, are just average people who have synthesized their life experience and have created products and programs for sale to the public. They have articles, blogs, books, audio programs, DVD home study courses, podcasts, videos, and a lot more. And he says, All of which are extremely easy and cheap to create thanks to the internet. In many cases, they have become well-known or famous simply for sharing their advice and how-to content. They have made millions of dollars doing it. In effect, they have monetized their message and they get paid more than you could ever, ever fathom. They are millionaire messengers, the entrepreneurial experts of the information age. How profound. And that's why he calls the book The Millionaire Messenger. And I think there's a lot of us that have kind of thought about, well, hey, I have DVD home courses, or I have blogs, or I have books, and I have audio programs, and podcasts, and videos, and and all that stuff. And I think the number one thing that really just holds people back is, well, I think it's a a combination of two things, and I'm just going to try to keep it short. I think one is trying to keep up with the Joneses, and number two is uh, battling against your insecurities. So keeping up with the Joneses, for example, well, Sally, Bob, and Joe, they have it way more advanced than I do. How could I make an impact in their world by what I do as far as... Let's say you're a singer, or let's say you make um, you you write books, or you um, you know you help in whatever your craft is, right? And sometimes we get too caught up with what others have done, and we forget that we have a life too, and they also have started at a time that, well, let's say, I mean, it just. You just don't want to get too caught up in it, that's all. Because somebody that may have started at 7 years old versus someone that started at 27 years old, there's might be a profound difference, but it, it doesn't mean you have to give up on your dreams. It doesn't mean you have to give up on your goals because in reality, in the way things are going in the world today, things are always constantly changing. You know, I think it was Charles Darwin who said, it's not the strongest who survive, it's not the smartest, it's the ones who are able to adapt. And so, which brings me to the second one, insecurities. Now, insecurities are just things that you're worried about, and what I found to be effective is to kind of break it down with yourself. For instance, okay, well, they might be listening they might be thinking this or they might be you have to get rid of they you know what I mean because I read this thing a couple months ago it was like well if you're coming from a good place and you're doing a good thing and you're sending a good message and you're bringing the right craft to the table everything should be fine and everything will be fine the only thing you can't control is what people are gonna say about it But if you're coming from a good derivative and you're coming from a good place, then it shouldn't matter. 
And I thought that was a very good point because no matter what you do, no matter where you go, no matter how you feel, somebody's going to disagree with it. Somebody's not going to like it, even if they're just joking around with their own introspective self. So I just wanted to recap the one last thing that he said. He says, and they have made million dollars doing it. In effect, they have monetized their message and they got paid more than you could ever, ever fathom. They are millionaire messengers, the entrepreneurial experts of the information age. And all he is simply saying is that they're sharing their advice and their content. And the only reason someone is going to share their advice, share their content is probably for two reasons. One, they want to make a difference in someone's lives. And number two, they probably want to make some money. And as much as people would like to openly admit, well, I just like to do it out of the kindness of my heart. I don't need the money. And then they don't do it at all. And then some people, they're like, well, I do it just for the money and I don't really care about the message. But over time, you come to realize which person is which because it's really not that hard to figure out where that person is coming from because sometimes it's the way someone says it or sometimes there's a lack of inspiration in what they're bringing. You can't knock them down for trying or attempting, but you can weed out the people that are in it for the wrong reasons. Does that make sense? You know, it's just sometimes there's a chord inside of you and it strikes you and you have to listen to that chord. You have to listen to that feeling. You have to listen to that voice and it's telling you everything you need to know. Um, I was, uh, I was watching the history channel once and they had this segment and it was called emotional love. And they say that when most people fall in love, there's a chemical reaction in the Abdullah Amlagata, and it says that what the first, it says about the first or six, seven months that you meet a significant other, there's, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like an interview for six or seven months, you're, you're, you're discovering what's, you know, what's new about that other person, and you're finding out all these things, and what they said was, um, through this chemical reaction that people call love, they say that the um, that the chemical reaction comes to a point where it says, hey, I love this person, but they said it usually kind of dissipates after about six to seven months. And they said at the end of that relationship, or at the end of that time period, I should say, um, they say that both parties, both people that are, that are involved, they already know whether they want to be with that person or not. Um, and it's somewhere in your subconsciousness, like there's somewhere deep in your brain, like, I know I want to be with this person, or I know I don't want to be with this person. But the problem is, a lot of people will ignore these signs, and they'll know this is not a good person, and then they'll drag it out for another four or five years, instead of just saying, hey, well, Obviously, this wasn't going to be the relationship that uh, was going to be advantageous for both of us. Instead, they drag it out. They drag it out and they drag it out. But deep down, you know, your brain has already decided. Your brain already knows. And so sometimes you just have to listen to that. And 
It's the same thing when you're trying to understand people and, and um, you know, where they're coming from and what they're doing it for and why they're doing it for. And that's why we do this. That's why we put out this content. And that's why we go through life is because we have to figure out which berries not to eat. You know, these berries over here might be good for us, but these berries over here are poisonous. Those will kill you. And that's the game of life. It's... How do you find ways to put yourself in the right environment? And speaking of environment, um, which leads me to one of my favorite books, Malcolm Gladwell wrote a book called The Tipping the Tipping Point. And his entire book just talks about environment and how much it can have an effect on you. And what's fascinating is he goes on to one of his later chapters. He says, you know, the crime rate back in 1994 in Chicago was abnormally high. You know, the subway systems were all spray painted, where uh, the place where you checked out to get your uh, train subway ticket was very corrupt. If you went above ground, all the windows were broken. So they decided to put this this um, this theory to test and what they did was they put some security by the place where you buy your subway ticket they painted they set up some uh, a team in place uh, to paint the set the subways white uh, and get rid of the graffiti and then they had people above fixing all the windows so they did this for days weeks months and then they said after about a year I can't remember the exact percentages, but they said roughly 92 to 94% of crime rate literally dropped overnight. And what they found was that it wasn't something that, you know, they say like success happens overnight. It's like, no, you didn't see the 10 dark years, you know, Bill Gates. You didn't see... um, the hard work that Steve Jobs put in. You didn't see Jeff Bezos. You just saw Amazon pop up randomly one day. You know, you didn't see Richard Branson with his airlines, uh, you know, when he was stuck on that island. All you saw was the quote-unquote overnight success. Well, it's the same thing with this subway system. They said crime rate dropped literally, quote-unquote, overnight, roughly 92, 94%. What they found was that changing the environment was very effective. Now, as far as the environment goes, that's one thing, but the people you surround yourself probably should be the golden silver lining. The golden silver lining, I like that. So what does that mean? It means that sometimes it comes down to two things. One is the law of 33%, and the second thing is cognitive dissonance. Now, the law of 33%, we know we surround ourselves with um, the people that are above us that are going to bring us up. The second law of 33% are the people that are on our wavelength, the people that are kind of like us. We're like 50-50. And then the people below us that kind of bring me down in the times where you should take charge. But number two is cognitive dissonance. And this one is probably the most important part of it all. Cognitive dissonance is that basically means that your subconscious has a defense mechanism to act out of your own character when somebody is bringing some sort of negligence into your life, some sort of negativity that you can't quite 
articulate, but you know that it's something that's not quite advantageous for you, um, but yet you're around that person, and by default, you start to act like them. You start to speak like them. You start to talk like them, and yada, yada, yada. And that can be absolutely devastating. It doesn't matter if you were the Buddha, Dalai Lama, or Jesus Christ yourself. If you are around the wrong people, they will affect you in ways that you might not even consciously or cognitively understand. So, anyways, guys, I wanted to keep this one pretty short. I know we're getting past time, but the millionaire messenger... If you are feeling uninspired, but you feel you have a piece of gold within you and you just want to let it out to the universe or to the world or however you want to call it, The Millionaire Messenger by Brendan Burchard, I think would be the best place to start because it's very practical, it's very straight to the point, and I just, I love the simplicity of it. And... I think we can learn a lot from the people that are trying to help us, the books that are there for us, and sometimes the signs are there, you just have to kind of, you kind of have to open yourself up and you got to accept those signs. And it's like the book The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho, the subtitle of the book is A Fable on Following Your Own Dreams. Well, the entire book is about uh, following your omens and following your signs. So... Just to kind of do a subtle recap, follow your omens, follow your signs, surround yourself in the right environment, and also surround yourself with the right people. And if you feel somewhat insecure about putting out your content or whatever music you're putting out or whatever your goals and aspirations are, just do it. Because you know it's not really hurting anyone. You're obviously doing it for a good reason, or else, why else would you be doing it? And just have a little faith. And I think the best advice I could ever possibly give is just keep going. Because I don't know your story, and I don't know where you come from, and I don't know what's going on in your life. But what I do know is that devastating things can happen in this crazy place we call life. And those things are literally and figuratively, they are going to be the best things that help you get through to the next step. It doesn't matter. It's kind of like when I, the quote I gave you guys, if the phoenix didn't have the ashes to rise from, it would just be a bird standing up. So rise from the ashes, follow your dreams and your goals and get your message out there because the only person that's stopping you is you. Thank you guys so much. Have a good day.